Alright guys, so uh, today we're doing a little bit something different than what normally is a kind of light-hearted podcast. Um, some really atrocious things had happened pretty recently in our country and um, we just felt like we needed to kind of put our own statement out there and kind of voice our concerns and our sadness and our anger about what's going on in our country. Um, a few days ago, a man named George Floyd was allegedly um, buying cigarettes with counterfeit money or a check or something like that, and the police were called, and they arrested him, and one of the officers murdered him. Yeah, They detained him by uh, putting the full weight of his body behind his, uh, or this officer put the full weight of his body into his knee on the man's neck for about eight minutes, and there was a video shot of it. And uh, he died shortly thereafter, um, and it's looking like he might have died right then and there. Um, yeah, died on camera. And and we, you know, we could parse all the details about this, but you know, real quick to kind of explain the reason that we're doing this. I mean, we're not here to be arbiters of of uh, you know the culture. We're just some dudes doing a DIY podcast. But this is a uh, this is a podcast about controversy. We cover um, issues that we think are facing this country, and we felt like it was somewhat appropriate for us to at least give our takes. Um, if anything, to help maybe. Uh, um, guide some conversations that you all can have, or at least maybe express some of your frustrations in 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 our own form instead of just hearing it from the news. Yeah, and just talk about it. You know, this is uh, yet another in a long, long fucking line of an African American being murdered by a police officer for no fucking reason. I mean, we were literally just talking about, I mean, slightly different, but just talking about Ahmaud Aubrey on the last podcast we released, and I mean, the the list of even recent uh, deaths of uh, black people and people of color by police officers is long as fuck. It's, it's crazy, and it's like, dude, enough's enough, man. Like, it's really sickening, and we're tired of this shit, dude. And... <laughs> As far as the, the riots, they're rioting. They've been rioting in Minneapolis for the last three, four days. Mm-hmm. It's Rightfully a, so. It's a fucking war zone, and I know a lot of people like. I'm not. I'm not a fan of rioting. I'm not like condoning rioting or anything. But I'm like, what the fuck, dude? We people are fucking fed up, man. Yeah, I mean, I think you know, you can look at the situation and be able to say objectively, rioting uh, is not the best thing. It is destructive to a community. But I mean, when you look at it. Um, there have been so many other attempts at protests in the past that have been completely ignored. I mean, the entire Black Lives Matter movement, if you if you look at the responses to that, people say, oh, well, all lives matter, blah, 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 which, sure, but all lives matter don't matter until black lives matter. And you've seen when Colin Kaepernick took a knee, and people said that wasn't appropriate. They were saying, this is de- this is making me not be able to enjoy my sport. This is disrespectful <laughs> to the, the military, somehow. Um, you've seen all these different examples of people trying to do something about this in a peaceful way and i think this is just kind of the um it's not even a straw that broke the camel's back it's like a fucking brick but still it's nonetheless the camel's back is broken and people are pissed and people have raged in the streets about it and they're very upset and this is looking like um perhaps maybe uh maybe a turning point in this i mean i, I for me i always look at all these situations and i i, I um, especially when I feel like a few years ago when we first started seeing a lot of these videos come out of um, black people or uh, of, of the police murdering unarmed black men. Eric Garner. Yeah, Eric Garner. Eric Garner was the one that really got me. I mean, I saw... That was our- the most clear-cut yeah. case of police brutality is literally a man being choked to death on camera and the police officer who murdered him got acquitted. 
did an illegal chokehold, choked a man, a grown fucking man who was allegedly selling selling, selling cigarettes? cigarettes on a corner. Selling cigarettes. Death sentence. Him yeah. to death. Yeah. And there's just been a long list of just fucking shit like this happening every fucking month since. The past five years have been countless fucking lives And lost. before. And before. I mean, for forever. Like, really, when I stop and think, like, about this type of shit, I, you know, uh, you know, I grew up in the 90s, like, Rodney King. Like, that's still some of the most brutal footage you could fucking watch right now. And they burnt L.A. down, dude. And I'm like, the older I get, I'm like, dude, I can't imagine being a fully grown adult and seeing that shit on TV. And the outrage I would feel, dude, like... I, I, think, I, I can't yeah. imagine it now. It fucks me up having to watch it now. I'm 30 years old. It's 2020. We're, you know, four, uh, 60 years past the civil rights movement, you know? It shouldn't be a fucking thing anymore. Well, that's that's something I want to talk about. That's something I want to get into is uh, I've seen the sentiment floating around where people say that the uh, the police are the, the new KKK. And for a long time, I, I thought that wasn't reasonable. And I don't I still don't think that all police are racist or anything like that. But when you see cases like this, when you see the footage, when you see like the blatant disrespect for human life and the way that people defend them, um, especially on the, uh, the, the far right spectrum, um, you realize that that same attitude really is there. And again, I'm not saying that all police are racist, but that attitude, because the, the KKK is not mainstream, it's not very easy to do something like that. If you're the type of person who has a type of attitude towards minorities, you might be someone who joins the police force. And those are the people that are doing these things and perpetuating this type of culture. And I wonder what it's like to be a police officer that joins for noble reasons, but then to be in this culture where there's people saying like, yeah, man, you know, you got to go after these guys or it was one of those guys, blah, blah, blah. I can only imagine those conversations. And and it, it, it's making me think more and more like, yeah, there is an actual uh, – I mean it's been obvious for a long time, but for some reason, to me at least, this makes it really just hit like how deeply seated this type of racism is in our justice system, in, uh, in, the, in the police force across this country. I mean apparently Minneapolis is a pretty friendly city, but even there. They have this type of an issue. Well, systematic racism, that shit seeps deep. It's, it's part of our history. It's part of our fucking culture. It's, you know, whether we whether people witness it or realize it or not. But the thing, like you were saying about police and the KKK, I think that's, yeah, that's an extreme comparison. But I'm, I'm very much aware and becoming more aware well, of the police force is a gang. Look yeah. at look at uh, states like Louisiana. Louisiana has probably one of the highest uh, per capita rates of imprisoned black males anywhere in the world. Hmm. And literally, if you go to the state house, the state house is run by I think like a ninety percent white majority male hmm. um, legislator. Hmm. Um, black inmates um, work in the prison in, in the state house for free. They serve the food. They clean. They print out papers for legislative um, things. Um, they do all the work in there. I think I see the in jumpsuits. You're making. Um, they go to the state capitol house. They work in the state capitol house. They're given. It's considered a privilege to be an inmate that doesn't have to work in the fields, literal fi- fields. Yeah, it's modern slavery. It is modern slavery. Mm-hmm. Sla- slavery. If you look at the fucking state capitol house, it looks like a fucking plantation, mm-hmm. and there it's a give. It's a a privilege to work in it. You don't have to work in the fields. It's literally what they say on their fucking website. Yeah, 
It is fucking slavery. You can't look at that and tell me that it's anything but fucking racism. Yeah. And I, I think for me, what, what I'm what what makes the enemy right now seem so nebulous is that this isn't it's not like there's some kind of evil uh single person behind all this i mean you could look at donald trump or something like that but really it's all representative of this strain of racism that has existed in this country for such a long time and i think you know when we look at issues like this we have to think okay well we're we're looking at the issue we're 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 identifying it but how do we identify a solution and that is the most daunting part of all of this and thinking about how can each individual person do their part to in some way um, pay it forward yeah. without saying, oh, well, we just got to go hurt up all the racists and kill them because it doesn't work like that. Um, I, I got to say, too, I've been really I've been really um, I, I don't know. Proud is the word I've been really I've been really proud of a lot of people I've been seeing on like on my on my social media and my friends list speaking up and, and, and you know, condemning the devil on this one, man. Like, mm-hmm. come on, you you got to like you got to call this shit out when you see it. You can't be silent, and I and I've seen a lot of people, people I don't even expect, speaking out on this one, and I think that's part of part of it. Mm-hmm. You know, on on that note, uh, you know, I, I think I, um, you know, very early on when I was exposed to these videos, I had I had gone to some protest. I was trying to speak up, and then it, it seems I felt like uh, after a while, you saw video after video after video, just it just kept happening and happening, and. I hate to admit it, but you almost start to just feel overwhelmed by all of it. It it's yeah. oversaturates your mind, and emotionally, you just you just want to be like, I don't, I just don't even want to connect anymore. And sometimes when I have been tempted to speak out on it, I feel like, okay, is this me uh, trying to virtue signal? Is this trying? Is this me um, as a white guy doing like a white savior complex type of thing? And at some point. Um, recently with these situations, I just kind of said, you know what, fuck it. I don't care what kind of rhetoric someone says. I want to make sure that people, um, uh, my friends who are people of color know what side of the line I'm on. And that's part of the reason why we're doing this podcast. You know, it's like, it's like, we we don't want to be, we've said it, we're not a political podcast. I'm no, by no means an activist, but like, I feel this very strongly, and if you disagree with any of this, then fine, don't listen, dude, and that's fine with me. I don't want you to. Well, I mean, we're not a political podcast, but I I don't consider white supremacy a political <laughs> point of view. That's something that is not is not it's it's not going to pass. It's not cool. We're not going to deal with it anymore. Absolutely not. Um, we have to do what we can, and and, and I guess my personal message, to anyone that might relate to what I'm saying is if you feel kind of corny for speaking out like, oh, am I just virtue signaling? Am I trying to show how woke I am? Just just do it. Just make sure people know. Do it. Do whatever you can. Speak out about it. In conversations where someone says something that is a little bit problematic or, well, prejudice, straight up prejudice or, or, or actually racist, racist, you have to speak up and say something about it. Um, for me, this is something that's been on my mind recently because, um, you know, I, I'm a teacher and right now all my students are, uh, they're at home, they're completing their assignments and I've been seeing a number, this is completely heartbreaking to me and like I kind of had a little bit of a breakdown over this earlier, seeing my students post on the discussion boards and in their, in their assignments relating issues about the fear that they have for their families and themselves. Um, realizing, because it, it, I can't imagine what it's like to constantly be reinforced this idea that this this society is trying to make you feel like your life does not matter as much as mine. And for me, in my position, and anyone else who's any, in, I mean, what, no matter what race you are, um, 
you know, you have a duty, but if you're, if you're on the side, I mean, this is about white supremacy. If you are a white person, you have a duty and an obligation to make sure that everybody knows what side you're on, um, no matter what position you're in, but especially if you're in a position of authority or respectability. And with that being said, I think it's mostly, um, the responsibility of the police, uh, real police officers out there who are the, uh, quote unquote, good cops to speak out because you're not a good cop if you don't call it out. Because in that situation, when that one cop killed, um, uh, George Floyd. There were three other cops who did not do who did shit. nothing. Did jack shit. I want to. I want to. I want to speak on one. One other important thing. You know, and then I'm probably. I'm probably just going to let this go because I don't want to speak on this for too long. But it's tough. Yeah. Um, growing up as a black male, there's a there's a, there's a conversation that your parents have to have with you that you guys don't have to have and it's the conversation of how to fucking comply with the police that's some shit and i know my parents had that conversation with me at a very young age and i know that's just a thing it's just something that black parents have to do and it's it's really as a young kid i you know i thought i got it but i'm still like as a 34 year old right now like that shit's fucking me up that i have to have that conversation with my daughter dude I'm going to mm-hmm. have to have that fucking conversation. I'm going to have to tell my daughter, when the police ask you to do something, do it. You know, whatever they ask you to do, don't make any sudden movements. You know, it's mm-hmm. fucking sad, dude. And it breaks my heart. Uh, normally, I if you listen to the podcast, I normally go on to these big, long, just fucking Alex Jones-type rants about <laughs> shit like this. And I fucking yell and I scream and I, you know, tell you to pay your fucking taxes and all this shit. I can't with that. Uh, I'm drained watching this shit every fucking day. Um, it breaks my fucking heart that I'm living in a world where my boy has to have this conversation with his daughter. That I have to worry about one of my friends getting pulled over at a fucking stoplight and getting his brains blown out because he's fucking black. Like, it, it, it fucks me up. That this is the fucking world we live in, and it, it's just sad. It breaks my heart. And this is this is America, and this is something that we're still dealing with. And I know that we have a few listeners that live in other countries that I don't really think fully um, comprehend. You know the the history in this country. Uh, you know of racism, um, of white supremacy in this country, and it's it's how it's been perpetuated into our society. Um, but all I can say, guys, is uh, you know we all can do our own part. To, to make sure that, that there is a difference. And, um, I mean, we're not yeah. the leaders in charge, but, you know, if enough people say things, something will happen. And as a matter of fact, um, d- despite the violence of these riots, um, the leaders in Minnesota did listen. Um, I saw um, a press conference with the governor earlier today of Minnesota where he was he was very clear. He was like, this is wrong. Like he, I mean, he's saying we want to maintain or we want to re- uh, reobtain order. Um, but he, he listened. He said, I feel your pain. And you know what? Um, just a few hours ago, um, the police officer that killed George Floyd was arrested and he was um, or he is uh, uh, being accused of third degree murder and landslaughter. Um, and there's there's some things to be said about like where I don't know if he's in a holding cell exactly. I haven't looked in, into that. It's just happened. And we're doing research on another thing anyway. But um, I don't know if he's really I mean, we'll, we'll see what happens. We'll see how it's, this plays out. It's too late, though. George yeah, Floyd yeah. is still dead. This isn't the first time this particular officer has yeah. killed an innocent man. Mm. Um, it it's too late. 
And this happens because these police chiefs and other police just allow it to happen. They hear these complaints and they said, oh, well, man, come on. You know what it is out there, it's man. A, you know what it brother, is. It's a fraternal yeah. brotherhood. It, yeah. it's, it's, they're, a they're, they're, it's a they're gang. Yeah, it they're a gang. gang. Yeah. You, you cover li- each other's back. You fucking sweep shit under the rug. You overlook shit because that's your fucking gang member. That's, you, they, mm-hmm. I'm sorry, dude. You can literally, there is... Um, Google LA uh, police gang and it is they there was um I think like 40 officers arrested in LA in like the early 2000s that literally had mm. a gang wow um and they got tattoos when they killed people and shit like that God like it's damn, a, it's a dude, literal like, gang dude eh. I, I, it was interesting, you know. Um, there's, uh, you know, there's photos floating around around um, on the internet where uh, basically there were a bunch of, uh, I think it was like seventy something police officers who lined up outside of the murderer cop's house to basically protect him. Um, when, you know, there are riots going on in the street, and that is usually where a police officer should be to protect the, the you know. Um, the civility of an area, but yet they were more worried about this man. I mean, I guess there's something to be said about his family, if he has a family. I mean, there's something to be said there. Um, but uh, that I think that reveals a lot. Seeing those images and you see that their priority was to protect one of their own, um, that speaks volumes, that they a, didn't have something better to do. A black news reporter reporting on the riot was arrested before the officer who committed murder if that doesn't tell you what's wrong with this fucking country, I don't know what does. Who also, it's it, it's good to say, um, this is a black news reporter who worked for CNN, who is frequently, CNN is frequently criticized as quote-unquote fake news by our President Donald Trump. And, uh, you know, I don't like to throw around the word fascism, but that's tickling with fascism. The idea that, oh, that's it, a CNN reporter. It's not tickling. With, it is fascism. I mean, it's not full-blown. Liter- literally but watching, it's a, you, you watch on camera, the camera drop and hit the ground. As a man is being handcuffed by a police officer doing nothing but reporting the fucking news that we need to hear. It's a person, it's a, um, a, uh, a singular act of fascism. I think that's, that's fair to say. And, uh, but it's, it's, it's a symptom of an overall problem. And, uh, you know, we could sit here as people who are, you know, generally, uh, left at center at, 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 at best, I guess, where I think most of us are a little bit more, a little bit farther, but whatever. Um, we could say, oh, well, um, you know, uh, fuck racist, fuck cops, fuck Donald Trump, whatever. Um, but what I think is some of the people that have the biggest responsibility are people who are conservative, who, who are police. Um, if you know someone who is a police officer, you need to kind of interrogate them and see where they stand on this and think, hey, are you doing something to combat this? Um, and, uh, and to anybody who, I mean, I know that we live in a very d- divided time right now. Um, if you're conservative, I hope that you're, you're looking at this and you're thinking critically about it and you see what's wrong with this too. I, I haven't seen, um, I mean, I've just been browsing some comment sections, even for Fox News, and I haven't seen a lot of people who are saying, yeah, this is objectively fucked up. Um, and, but you'll still see a few comments who say, well, what's the full story, blah, blah, blah. It yeah. doesn't matter what the fuck the full story is. Um, I can't even, with, with a lot of social media really. It's, emotion, it's emotionally draining to look at that stuff. It's, it's, it's like emotionally, dare I say, spiritually draining. To look at that kind of stuff, but um, we all have we all have something that we have to do, and we all have to kind of uh, work with ourselves um, to find the best way to work through things. But at the same time, when when you look at these riots and you say, "Well, that's really fucked up. That's bad." Um, yes, objectively it is, but you know what? Um, I mean, I've, I've been seeing it around a lot recently, and I, I know as a as a white guy, it's kind of corny for me to quote Martin Luther King, but. He did say a right is a language of the unheard, and there's a lot of uh, profundity to to saying something like that. It really it reveals the nature of this. Is was people have tried to protest, 
peacefully and nothing happened. And the reason they say we want you to protest peacefully is usually just because they want you to be quiet and they don't want to listen to you. But people are tired of that. Um, so, you know, it's sad that all these businesses are being broken down. I don't really give a shit about Target or anything like that. Um, but for local businesses and homes, it's very sad. But, you know, it's a result of this of the situation. That man should not have been at his house. There should not have been police surrounding his house. He should have been in a holding cell um, after murdering someone because that's what he did. And uh, I don't know. I don't mean we don't need to keep dragging on about this. We could just keep yeah. saying stuff over and over. <clears throat> Are there any kind of last thoughts on this? The, these bad times are killing all of us. Like, yeah, like, yeah. Like, like honestly, like yeah. Um, you know, we 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 uh, we briefly said something before we did this. We were like, well, we're not doing. You know, for every episode of this podcast, at the end, we always say, are the good times killing us? Is it a good thing or a bad thing? There's yeah. no question here. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. not going to be a segment. Um, it's, it's literally killing our brothers in the street right now. Yeah, it's killing people, and it's got to stop. And you got to find out what you can do. To do something about it, and uh, don't be afraid if you think you're corny because you have an obligation to do something about it. Speak this. out, speak out. Shame yep. the devil, man. Yep. All right. All right. Thank you guys for listening. Um, we love you. We love you. See you soon. Yep. God bless.